Hey, welcome to The Upload Iceberg, a podcast where we talk about the journey, data, and process of growing a YouTube channel. If the upload is the content you see above the water as a viewer, I'll cover everything you can't see in the murky depths below the surface. My name is Dan Yashua, and we'll follow my self-titled photography channel. I'll publish new episodes after hitting subscriber milestones. And this is episode two, recorded after hitting 2,600 subscribers on April 3rd. Today is September 9th. What is that? About five months behind on this one. But as we described in the premise in the first episode, we're playing some catch up for this first block of episodes. I initially was going to batch record, but decided uh, against that in effort to keep normal videos rolling on the channel. Um, this show is currently self sponsored. Thanks for diving. Oh, yeah, I'll hit you with the ad later. Cool. The title, what do we got for a title? Today's gonna be around growing a channel with shorts or just short form content in general. I made a video in this period. So the time period of 25 to 2,600 subscribers happened between uh, March 15th or March 14th through April 3rd. And so I made a short, a bunch of tabs open. They're supposed to be organized. I made a short about the R6 battery grip on March 4th. So kind of right before this period, and it pulled in a good amount of views and subscribers, and it's what you know was top of mind at that 2,500 to 2,600 subscriber jump. So we'll title this something like that. Again, milestone period from March 14th through April 3rd. Last time, <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do for a thumbnail. I have the R6 with the battery grip and the Sigma 28. This package together is quite the beast. <laughs> Last time I said the uh, in the thumbnail we weren't going to worry about the click-through rate. We'll look at that in a second. The click-through rate is abysmal, so we are going to worry about that a little deep down, uh, but we're still not going to do anything to improve it. Uh, so let's do something like, I don't know, short form. So we have phone, battery grip. This isn't going to make sense at all. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, cool, now that the thumbnail and title are out of the way, couple updates about the show in general right at the top. We're on Apple and Spotify. So I didn't do that prior to launching the first episode, but went ahead and did that process in Transistor, which is how I distribute these episodes on those platforms moving forward. And because I'm using the R6, as kind of a prop, and we're gonna be talking about the battery grip a little bit. I don't have the second camera angle set up. And uh, so if I look over here for emphasis, I'm just doing that of pure humor, just very funny stuff. <laughs> I have a little bit of a gripe. Um, it's nice to cut to that camera. I like doing that for videos. It's a pain in the ass. I'm trying to make videos in this podcast the, the type of content that I wanna watch. And to be honest, I watch a ton of this content, whether it's videos or video podcasts on YouTube. And the first thing I do is right, go right down to that gear and try to load 4K, right? I don't want to watch this in 1080p. Even if it's a podcast and I'm only casually glancing over at, like I imagine people might um, consume this one, I want that in 4K. And I want all the angles in 4K. I'm coming off of, I have a second channel for hockey. 
and I review a little bit of hockey tech there. It's tiny and I've neglected it. If you think I neglect this channel, I really neglect that channel. But I was making a big review doing this unboxing. Three angles of multicam. The R8, um, did a lot with the R6. And then on the top down, I like to use my phone and the moment mount using MagSafe. And I'll screw that into a quarter 20 on the grip arm of a C stand. So there, put it right up there for the overhead view. So I had three, four cam feeds rolling. And I, every single memory card, I have so many of them, so many pairs for the R6 to be able to shoot for videos or to have them available for freelance photo clients to be able to take them on trips. Last time I took a road trip, I just wanted multiple sets of cards so that if I lost anything, I had some redundancy in the field before I was able to back up the hard drives. So it's a pain in the ass, I have a ton of cards. And basically for that project, I had filled all of them. I had stuff for um, the 28 millimeter video still on those cards. I had a lot of the shooting that I have for the upcoming 100 to 400 review on those cards. A ton for that hockey unboxing, just completely maxed out. And next week I'm going to attempt to shoot the Milky Way again with this 28 millimeter, kind of take a little astro trip and kind of wrap up some shooting for the 100 to 400 video. So like cards completely full. I need them probably all clear by Wednesday. And I just, I'm skipping this 4K second camera because I spent all day just like copying from hard drive, fast working drives, to slow spinning long-term storage drives, pain in the ass. But I have, I don't know, 10 cards ready to format tonight. So feeling good. All that to say, you're not getting a second 4K view on this episode, that's for sure. Storage is no fun. All right, so let's talk about short form because that is the topic of today's episode. Just checking the time. That is a long intro. Eight minutes to get to the topic. No wonder no one's watching. All right, kind of I want to approach short form from a couple different angles, definitely as the creator of short form and certainly as the consumer, because I think that's going to be a topic that a lot of people, everyone can relate to that at some point. Um, whereas I think you know, people who are creating them is going to vary even among people who consider themselves creator. There's a great degree in, in how much people are dipping their toe or jumping fully in on short form. And I think we'll start with me as the creator of them, both on this channel and in other places. And to start off, like I really don't know that much about creating good short form. I also don't know, like I don't have a full grasp on even how I feel about creating short form content. I haven't done much of it on this channel. I think we'll, we'll scroll through here and find some examples. Uh, but the R6 battery grip was the first short form video on this channel, I believe. So relatively new to me, I was really hesitant to start creating short form on this channel for a long time because I, and I think everybody kind of was on their own channels when shorts was really just announced. This is at this point a long time ago, but you know, no one knew how they lived on a channel page. YouTube's made a whole bunch of changes and those fears have been largely alleviated, but it's still really, it's still a very odd phenomenon that people aren't fully sure of of how they want to lean into it. So I think I only have, uh, what we got here? Can I filter for shorts? This pisses me off. I don't even think I can filter for shorts, but I've got this handful. 
three here, four, five, six. So I've experimented a little with bit. I've experimented a little bit with these since being hesitant since launching this R6. One thing I like about short form is the creative challenge. There is something just like very, very different, obviously, about creating to fit inside of 59 seconds, which is really what I did for this battery grip video, um, or creating something that you don't even need to stretch out, 29 seconds or less, 15 seconds, if you're thinking about fitting it into like the pre-roll of an Instagram story. So there's that, that constraint, right? We always talk about constraints being creative drivers, and it really is, and I really like that part. At the same time, there's a lot that I don't like. Another way that I've created short form is to promote other podcasts, so other shows on social channels, largely Twitter. And in my role as the freelancer in that situation, I don't necessarily have a ton of control over how those short clips look, how they feel, sometimes not even exactly which clip to choose, which is an, another interesting constraint. And I think Twitter, at least for the audiences that I've seen, is not a great place for short form clips, at least for creators or channels that are not massive. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think the jury is still out on how much they help grow something. Um, also on Twitter, it's arguably the worst place to post short form. Your audience might be there, but in terms of like the pure enjoyment and fit of short form on that um, platform, it's not great. Like I, as a viewer, I really like to get that nine by 16 piece of content that's created specifically as a short um, and Twitter is just not that. So I haven't seen great results there. Uh, I've created short form content reels on Instagram around photos. Um, it doesn't do great. Kind of the shorts that you see here in YouTube studio are the things are the similar things that I've posted to Instagram. Also on Instagram posted some things my phone. I've also posted some things on Instagram around sounds. And those seem to do a little bit better, like trying to follow trends. I also hate doing that though. Um, so it's really like I don't get super excited about that. If I can incorporate a, a sound on Instagram or a trending sound, I like to try if it's fitting, but like forcing myself to do that in order to grow is is not something that I'm super into. Um, so everything that you see here, I've kind of posted to Instagram and they, they underperform in the same way. We'll get to that. Uh, I also have, so on that hockey channel that I did mention, I posted a lot. And even on this channel in the very, very early days, I posted a lot of GoPro hockey videos in long form. Like I would edit down, record the whole skate when I was playing on GoPro and cut it down to five, 10 minutes. And then I started going shorter, like two, three minutes. And the realization eventually that you have when you make that type of content is that the only people that want to see that video are the people that you played with on that any given day. And even half of those people don't give a fuck. So like eventually, if you want those things to get viewed, you kind of pivot. And I was just learning how to edit and stuff. And, you know, it's not a big deal that those weren't getting viewed. But eventually I tried experimenting short form vertical videos with that type of content. And it does much better. Like there's, there's only so much interesting thing. There are only so many interesting things that happen during adult, adult hockey. Uh, it's not that interesting. Again, unless you're playing, then it's the best time in the world. But if you're watching it back, it's rough. But constraining myself to 59 seconds for something like that, and then posting that on something like Instagram does 
does considerably better than posting a longer form, horizontally based video on YouTube. So I've experimented with that. And like on this show, there's another opportunity to experiment with short form. I probably will try to cut some of these episodes, you know, native nine by 16, upload them to a separate Instagram profile without, you know, pushing that to an existing audience just to see if they get viewed at all or if they catch on. And if I get to the point where I'm spending a lot of time to do that and no one's viewing them, like I will quickly abandon that. I'm not not going to die on that hill. I'm not going to push short form for this show um, just so that it exists so that people can see that it's a clip show. I'd much rather find a super tiny, tiny audience that appreciates the long form how it is. And if that's a handful of people, great. Do I want to create extra work to create short form clips that aren't going to grow? No. That altogether is kind of my experience as the creator of short form. And we'll, again, we'll dive into like the specific R6 battery grip short and look at the data behind that, kind of what I liked and didn't like about that in particular. As the consumer of shorts, though, a lot of people use this analogy that short form content consuming it is kind of like junk food. And I feel that pretty hard. I do spend a decent amount of time on Instagram consuming reels. <laughs> like junk food is great, right? So I eat it. Um, the stuff that I consume is less in the photography space and more like just meme stuff or like cringy stuff. And it's really around sharing. Like I send them to friends and that mechanism doesn't really exist on YouTube. Like there's no sense of DMs. I think it would be interesting if YouTube brings that functionality, if nothing else, for creators kind of above that monetization threshold. You know, I'm sure there's a whole mess of issues to deal with when you implement direct messaging on this kind of platform, particularly used by people under the age of 18 pretty heavily. So I get why they haven't and it would be messy. But as a creator, I'd love to see I'd love to see messages from other creators over that size and to be able to communicate in that way. Not so much at the size that I am now, but potentially in the future for sure. It would also be nice even for regular commenters on any of your videos, even if you couldn't message them directly, it would be great to see like a DM-like view where anybody that comments on your channel, you can click on their profile and just see every single comment in each video that they made it on. So you had a running feed of kind of that conversation, if you will. Um, maybe that exists. I'm not sure if it does. Let me know. Uh, but that's how I feel. I kind of feel like junk food. I do watch some stuff in the photo space. I think the reels that I'm typically served up are like, this is how I edit a few photos or like the really quick, you know, bang, 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 bang type of edits before or after or like a trip review. I think what else? Maybe like a short snippet on lenses or AI tools, like Photoshop tips, things like that. On YouTube, I almost never consume shorts. Again, it kind of goes back to that sharing. There's no easy way to directly send something that's funny to somebody. And so I don't spend a lot of time watching YouTube shorts, which I think is part of why I've had super limited success creating them. I really don't know what does well. I don't spend a ton of time. And I think between like TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, the short form is different. It's not always as noticeable, but I think YouTube is specifically feels way, way different than Instagram and TikTok feel more similar. And one thing I'd be curious to see kind of how others feel is the level of impact that you experience when watching shorts, because I almost never feel like 
any one particular short is impactful. Like I'm never taking action after a single short or I'm not seeking them out to actively learn in the way that I do with YouTube daily or, you know, many times a day. You know, I'm trying to think of other shorts. You might learn like the tiniest snippet or tip and be able to take that away and apply it somewhere. Or like occasionally I'll bookmark something that's interesting that maybe teaches me something in the photo space. But it's pretty rare. <laughs> they really do feel like junk food, but like even more specifically, in aggregate, it kind of feels like I'm eating like movie theater popcorn. It's great. Like if I'm watching a set of reels, you know, they're not all going to be funny, but my feed is serving me up things that are typically humorous. And I'll have a good time scrolling through for 10, 20 minutes. Um, but it feels like I've shoveled down like this super salty, super buttery popcorn for the first like several handfuls. That feels great. And I can't get enough. And then by the time you finish this like big whole fucking tub of reels, you just feel gross. You're like, oh, I'm filled with salt and butter and you hate it. That's how I feel short form is for most of the stuff that I consume. And I would guess that a lot of people feel some similar way. And so like bringing that all the way back to the creator of Reels, I want to be careful that I'm, for any content, I'm trying to put out things into the world that I like to consume, kind of going back to like that 4K thing. And what I don't want to do, like there's enough of that on the internet already. And so I don't necessarily want to serve up more of that. And so the challenge for me as a creator or like deciding to create more Reels is how do I make this different enough or <laughs> valuable or impactful enough that I would want to put this out knowing that it might affect somebody else. All right, this show is self-sponsored. Thanks for diving into the murky depths with me. I've got 10 coupon codes for some new Lightroom presets. Just dropped one pack, pack of two of gloomy green and gold. Um, you can see the preview here. Got the original photos. Some of these you've seen in recent videos. Um, you know, no, no edits on these except for maybe some slight exposure to fix in camera mistakes and then how just a one click preset looks on photos like that. Um, obviously, you know, we'll increasingly talk about how to bring these to the next level post preset. But if this is something that you're interested in there on my Gumroad page, I'll link this in the description. And if they aren't all used up by the time you get here, the code iceberg will get you 50%. So maybe I think that's a good segue into like how we end up, how I end up making, like at some point I made the decision to make the R6, R5 battery grip short as opposed to making that a long form video. Like what, what prompted me to go from having longer form review videos for lenses and gear and everything else to then saying like, okay, for this particular piece of gear, even though I use it all the time, I'm going to decide to go short form. And that's really, so you pop this in, you're going to be hit with this. I don't know. First, first review, but then you're going to get the shorts reel, or at least I do. I don't think you can hide these anymore. I, I really like as a consumer on YouTube, I really don't want to be served the short carousel here, the, at least this high up in the search results. I really hate it. And they're going to do it to you twice. You know, if I'm searching this on mobile, like I get it. A lot of people are watching YouTube on their mobile phone. Uh, but when I'm on a screen this size or this size, like, please do not hit me with two shorts carousels here. I, I really don't like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, we need to approach, if you're trying to grow on YouTube, kind of approach it with that mindset that this is how people are consuming um, shorts on desktop. 
And you know, this doesn't tell us a whole lot. I'm signed in to my own Google account. So seeing, seeing my own video here, this high up isn't really super telling. Even on an incognito tab, like I'm gonna get it high up in the search results of shorts, but you know, Google kind of knows what you're doing. So search it on your computers or search it on your phone. Tell me where this shows up. If you search something like Canar 6 battery grip. But my guess is it's probably not quite this high in the search results. It is probably up there though. I kind of given the views for the other content here and the views online and kind of the, the stats that I can see, it is probably a decent performing um, piece of content to serve to people searching actively for this battery grip. But the real thing, like if we look at some of these longer videos, some of them are, I guess there's a whole unboxing and, and it's just featured here in the thumbnail and probably in the video. Some of these grip only videos, you can see like six, seven minutes, nine minutes. They're better people than me. Like I can't talk for 12 minutes on this battery grip. That's for sure. And that's what I struggled with. And that's kind of what informed my decision to go YouTube short about this as a review. I think I was struggling at the time to create a script that was going on five minutes and it didn't feel good. Like it felt fluffy. It didn't feel, you know, one thing that I try to do is pride myself on the density. Like I, I want these videos that I'm creating to be fairly dense. Like I, I'm not trying to fill time, even if that's effective for YouTube videos, that's not what I'm trying to do. If a 10 minute video is great for YouTube, that's all well and good. But if I can only give you a dense seven minutes, that's what you're going to get a lot like this 28 RF video. That's about as dense as I could keep a video and keep it entertaining and hit, hit the main points. So, you know, that's where a lot of my videos fall in that seven, eight, nine, 10 minute range and never too much in that 15 minute range. Um, but that's, that's the choice, right? I made the choice to say, okay, I've got five fluffy minutes. Let's condense this into, you know, the, the densest 59 seconds that I can make. Um, and that, that's a big switch in mindset for, I think, the creator when you're talking about all the different types of things that you would normally want to cover and review. Like the thesis changes. Basically, how I approach every video is like, what is the, over, what is the overall like broad point that I want to try to hit? Like, what, what is the standout? I've heard this referred to as like the spine or the, or the through line. Like, what is that one thing? And when you're looking at five minutes to describe this battery grip compared to 59 seconds, that, that thesis kind of changes. Um, and for me, like I went kind of super simple and stupid and like <laughs> the thesis, the battery grip, like the reasons you buy this are in the name. It's a battery and a grip. And if you can't really get behind those two things, like if those two things aren't valuable for you, if you're not buying this to have those two, like those two and kind of only features on your camera 50% of the time or more, you know, for 350 bucks, this is probably not for you. And that's like the kind of the broadest, most fitting thesis that I think I could fit in 59 seconds and the truest to how I really feel about the battery grip. And so, you know, in that, in that way, the most impactful or most helpful. Again, kind of guesswork, right? This is all this is all thinking that should happen, in my opinion, before you create the content and before you even really start rolling or shooting. Like that's the thought process. And so for me, it was like, okay, how do I script out a five-minute video based on my experience with this product? Okay, how do I scrap that and turn it into a shorter thesis that's punchy enough and engaging enough 
59 seconds. And how do I get into that in an engaging way? I wanted to kind of, I did try to sneak in a third and try to experience what it would be like to have a pro body. Like, what does that feel like? Kind of like poor man's R3. And so let's dig a little bit deeper into how this did. So this short has been about 200 days maybe since I launched this and it's got 58,000 views. And you can see the subscriber number. Like this is pretty high for a video of mine. You can also see the revenue is abysmal for a video of mine. And so I think when we look at some of these stats, in my mind, like for growing on YouTube, the short is the goal. And what I'll probably try to do moving forward is like use a short to bring in new subscribers. And then, and in order to do so, the short, like the topic of the short has to be so tightly aligned with what your actual channel is about that when you serve up your next long form video to that new subscriber coming in on the R6 battery grip, they say, oh, this channel is for me. I'm glad I subscribed. And I think some people try to use shorts as like, you know, a safe place for them to experiment with different types of content that's either disconnected, either disconnected or like a little bit of a different style where like for this, I really tried to make this just a punchier version of my longer form videos on a topic that I was going to cover in long form anyway. And so I think that's why, you know, I see a lot of people coming in here um, and why I went so quickly as, as we talk about like the milestone so quickly from 2,500 to 2,600 relative to my normal progression of subscribers. That's where I think the value is. And you have to get like one of the pros about like a list of pros and cons about short form is you have to get right into this. Like you've got one or two, really three seconds to jump right in. Um, you're not gonna be able to hear the audio here. I'm just trying to show things really visually and jump right into it with this. Although I guess you get a little bit of my face in the reflection. Like I'm not trying to push this short based on my recognizability. Like I know as a channel with 3000 subscribers that does reviews, most people coming through search, like I have no, like there's no recognizability. There's nothing, I have no like value built up in face recognition. Why I tried to keep it away from the thumbnails for the most part. Um, I can't lean on that, at least not yet for sure. Um, so try to go right into delivering the value and keeping it visual. What I don't like about shorts is just like, sometimes the creativity, even though this time box and this vertical format, like you have all these constraints that do create a lot of creative, exciting creative challenges. There's a lot that I don't like it. Like I think there are topics that just won't be well covered with a short. And it makes it tough when you're trying to, like if you're doing YouTube on the side or nights and weekends, you really have limited bandwidth to kind of pick and choose which things you're making if you want to make them well. And I think I tried to make this highly produced. And this is why I think we see a lot of shorts that are like very clearly filmed with the phone, more personal, less editing. Whereas like I was in here thinking as I'm editing the short, like, oh, normally I'm not worried about a couple frames here and there. With shorts, if you're trying to fit in a lot of info, I feel like I'm in Premiere, like using the arrow key back and forth, making sure I'm not wasting frames, making sure my audio is bleeding nicely from one clip to the other. Um, just like really meticulous about trying to keep this highly produced and really condensed. And I think for a lot of short form content, that is not the way to approach it. It worked here because of my other videos and it works to keep it short, but I don't think that's a great way to approach short form in general. Another thing I don't love about short form is that when I create a long form video, I get some like usable 
byproducts coming out of that process, whether it's the photos that I'm taking or just like 16 by nine video that I'm going to use as B-roll in other videos potentially in the future. Like there are little things that fall out of the creation of a long form video that you can then go ahead and use in another long form video that you can use in a short. I think going the opposite way, creating a short, shooting things for vertical consumption, like or going, not that you have to shoot one way or the other, you could shoot strategically to be able to do both. But there's just like, when I make this short about the R6 battery grip, there's just not a lot of like things coming out of it that I'm gonna use for B-roll later. I'm not taking a whole bunch of photos. Um, it's just different, like nothing, Basically, another way to say it is I don't feel compelled to save like the raw video files from this short as much as I would feel compelled to save like all the B-roll that I shot for like the 28 millimeter review, for instance. And that maybe that's a weird thing to, to, to hold against short form, but that's something that I definitely feel, um, at least when producing long form YouTube videos. And then the other thing is it is abysmal in terms of what you can make in revenue from a short. And this is even weird for, again, this is a weird thing for me to hold it against it because I'm kind of at the size, I'm in no man's land. Like I'm not relying on this money in any way, shape or form because the money that this channel brings in is so minimal compared to living expenses. And so like you could argue that that's a weird thing to even focus on at my size, but I don't know, there's a big difference. Like if I come and look at other videos here that I've done, kind of at that 50,000 view range, and there aren't many. But if we look at the 24 to 105 comparison, like that pulls in 160 bucks over a long period of time. There's also a different time span here, right? So this is, this is, I should point out, this is many, 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 many times older than that video. Been out in the public, what, three, almost four times as long. <laughs> So to compare apples to apples, you know that we'll, we'll say that battery grip short is maybe pulling in eight bucks. So it's eight versus 166. Or if we look at, like this is 75,000 views and it's been out for much, much longer, five times the time the short has been out, but it's a lot more. Like th this is usable money for me. I think I mentioned briefly in the 28 millimeter um, review comments, you know, that lens I purchased with AdSense and with some affiliate income. So like when you start to make that $100 on a video, like I can at a channel my size, even though it's kind of in no man's land and I don't need to make any money, like you can put it into legitimate uses that can turn around and help you experiment, experience different things as a photographer, and then in turn make more content about that and help others decide whether that's a fit for them. Short form, if you were to do all short form, that's gonna be tough, at least at something like my size. I guess, and maybe I'm being too generous, like 50,000 views feels like success in some ways, or, you know, it's higher in the search. So it feels like I kind of won whatever I've created here. I feel like I've won a little bit of, you know, that search real estate up at the top. Like that feels good. I feel like I help people, you know, with my quick 59 second take, like hopefully that helps somebody probably not buy the grip. Like if I'm buying this grip, I'm gonna watch more than a short before I go make that purchase. I probably already am leading either really hardcore into it or out of it. You know, what I hope, like the goal that I hope this helps people with is, it's not really a short for entertainment. It's kind of like, hey, 
if you're thinking about the battery grip and you're not really wanting this like big chunky ass thing, like don't get it. Like the goal of this, that thesis is kind of, hey, who can I save from purchasing this that doesn't need it or doesn't really want it when they think about it? So that feels good. But I guess in terms of like short form, 58,000 views is not that much of a success. This is not viral for sure. What else don't I like? So I've made some other shorts as well. Maybe it's good if we've got a whole episode on short form, maybe it's good to talk about a few of them at least. They're largely around like photo editing, like a one-off photo. I've got some Lightroom stuff. This is the type of thing I might find on Instagram in my feed. I like making this again. This is kind of like where I lean into the exciting constraints, right? Like I've got this Lightroom panel that I've flown out. And so in Premiere, this is two video tracks. You know, this one is masked out and rearranged and like all in an effort to, you know, try to present this information in a vertical format that's still digestible. Otherwise, like you can't show the full Lightroom. So all these like fun little challenges, kind of like a game making a short like this to me. The problem is this takes so long. Maybe I just suck at editing. This takes me so long to create and have it again, kind of going to that highly produced um, version of short form. I don't think is a good way to spend my time, but that's like, that's exactly what I don't like. Like I can't, at my, like, I just can't justify spending a ton of time making, spending like hours on some of these edits and shorts to get views in this range that aren't bringing in subscribers or that I don't like completely love making. Like, it's a fun challenge, but like those four or five, however many hours it takes to edit these, that time is probably better spent on a video like this. Certainly, I think it'll serve more people. I will have more fun spending those four hours there. I think I learn a lot more about, you know, take, like it would just be better spent taking photos if nothing else, let alone even on the video part of YouTube. So I don't know kind of like the future of shorts on this channel. Not sure. Kind of up in the air. Probably not something that uh, I'll spend a ton of time on. I really think <laughs> we're on a podcast. I'm on a podcast speaking right now. That kind of gives you a hint that I've dabbled in short form, but I really want to dabble more in long form. That's probably the direction I'll start to, or I'll continue to head, I guess. There are things that I would like to experiment with. For instance, when we talk about that needs to have a short, punchy thesis, I think I could do that for a lens, right? You take one tiny little feature or snippet around this 28 millimeter, for instance, and maybe that's something like, I'm doing this live, so... Maybe that's something around like, okay, like cover that topic of this is the 28. It's an EF mount. If you're all mirrorless, if you have two mirrorless bodies like I do at the moment, like how much do you really want to put into an EF lens if you have to use the EF to RF adapter? And like in the grand scheme, I don't really want to be buying EF glass in 2022, 2023. Uh, maybe that's weird or like hopefully it's not elitist because that's not what it's meant to come off as. Um, like I don't, I don't have the best glass to begin with. So I assure you it's not elitist. It's just like, I don't want this extra weight when this is already pretty big. I wish there was just a better native option for a 28 or a 35 on Canon that was weather sealed. Like all those reasons, I just don't, like in case I have to sell it, this is the reason for me. In case I have to sell this lens or I want to sell it later, my preferences change and I grow and change my kit over time. I want to be investing in RF glass that's going to hold its value a little bit longer than EF is going to at this point, because I don't think people are going to be super excited about EF glass in 2025, 2026, 2027. 
That's the reason. And maybe the short focusing on that tiny little snippet of this broader EF 28 millimeter review would be interesting, right? Because you get a lot of, you're going to get feedback from people potentially. Like if it goes big enough that you get comments, if we check on the R6 battery grip, not that many comments, 26. Half of them are probably my replies. Um, but if you hone in on like that one piece around that lens, you might get some good feedback that then in turn informs a long form video. That I think is probably a super exciting way to treat reels on a channel like mine and probably something that I'll try to lean into. But again, like that takes a lot of time that I don't feel like I necessarily always want to spend. All kind of coming back to like, I think I should do more of this with the phone really quick. We'll call it low effort, not low effort, because there's still a lot of thought behind what you're showing in that 59 seconds. But from a production standpoint, much lower effort in effort to get more things out the door. That's kind of what I have about short form. I think in keeping to some of the typical segments that I'd love to hit in this show, we'll kind of look at some of the analytics tabs we have open. You know, we kind of went over this. We're five months behind when this video would typically come out once we're caught up after this initial batch of episodes. Today we've got 3,000 subscribers. This is kind of, I don't know, the typical, typical view that I have open in uh, YouTube Studio if I have this open during the day and I'm checking it. It's just kind of like what's happening in the last 48 hours, what's happening in the last 60 minutes. Just try to get a sense of what, how this helps me or how I try to use it is what's maybe trending and trending so loosely. Like I don't want to look at a two-day trend. What's doing well? Are there videos that are seeing like a noticeable jump? If so, that's when I want to dig into the deeper analytic view on any given video. For the most part, that's not really happening at any given time. Like any given video is not necessarily spiking. You can see, I also have this tab open to show you like the R6 battery grip months later still pulls in a lot of views. Like it's one of the typically most viewed videos I have over any given 48 hour period this many months later. So it, it is acting like behavior wise, like search searchability wise, it's behaving like my other videos. Let's see what else we got here. This is, you know, we'll use this. This is the current 28 day period right in YouTube studio. So I just have this pulled open to get a quick uh, benchmark before we look at the previous period from when this episode, when we hit 2,600 subscribers, looking at that almost 20,000 views in this period, 83 subscribers is about normal, making around $40. So if we go, this was the period um, from the first episode, March 14th is when we hit 2,500. So we'll look at the following period next, but looking at 17,000 views, you can see this is the spike when the short dropped. Um, so super noticeable spike in the first 24 hours. I think of that, that video really popped off to the races before getting picked up in search. And then if we come, so 17,000 views over this trailing 28 days. And then if we come to the April 3rd time period where I hit 2,600, Massive, massive views here driven by that short. You know, you can see I'm trying, trying to experiment with a few others in this time period, but not producing a whole lot. Really bringing in the subscribers compared to the period prior. Just everything up all around. So, so that's why shorts are interesting. And uh, that's why we might dive a little bit deeper into those. And then back to, you know, the individual short performance. You know, subscribers have trailed off here as the views have kind of trailed off. Still kind of getting that, I don't know linear-ish exposure from days 30 onward, but just interesting to take a look at, at these. I don't really feel like I have a great understanding about the shorts analytics 
we can look at the, the retention curve as just like a nice, almost linear slope. Again, not super familiar with these or ones that perform well, so I have no idea if this is good or bad. You know, we can look at other videos and it's kind of average and then a little bit higher toward the end. Maybe that's why it gets pushed right after 30 seconds. You know, this is more engaging than other shorts that last a whole minute. You know, that's one theory. I don't even know. Like a lot of this is in the shorts feed, so I don't really even know that much about the click-through rate or like how they, I guess they don't even give you one because people aren't clicking through. At least in the shorts feed, they're not. Uh, and yeah, kind of a miserable two bucks. Yeah, my, so maybe a typical short on my channel would make three cents. There, there are other topics too. Like I did one around quick comparison of the Polar Pro versus Moment Cine Bloom. I have those Cine Bloom filters. I use them often. Basically, any video that I can film here, like it doesn't, I don't have an adapter to fit on these 28 millimeter lens, the smaller one recently, but you can see I have the Polar Pro uh, Peter McKinnon VND here. And I often use the, the Moment Mist filters. I like the look of that mist a little better than the Polar Pro mist. Though when I'm filming on something like the F1.4, if I want this wide open and I have, have these lights on, I do like to put that two stop BND on there. Um, so this is just another topic, like right, running right up against this minute, 57 seconds, trying to just get into this a little bit without making a full, full long form video because I don't think I can make a full long form video about this. So same reason. This has got decent retention, but you know, still, still not getting viewed all that much. Some of these may pop one day, probably not. I guess that's maybe a hope that some creators have with shorts as well, that they might pop. 50, what do we got here? 50 minutes. We got some overheat bars. And batteries starting to die. We're gonna try to wrap this up. You know. I've also played a little bit with this 100 to 400 and showing some of the early bird photography that I was doing in this. And I like that because I'm a total novice at that. Like it's a fun way I think to introduce, like if you haven't seen some of my community posts and most people don't, like tossing out a short like this is like, hey, this is a photo I took and these are a batch. You're gonna see more about this. It's kind of prepping, prepping your audience or maybe a new audience if you're lucky about a lens, like a long form lens review long form lens review video that will be coming up. And you know, that certainly is here shortly. And it's, it, it's kind of like setting the tone for, like this is an interesting one because it sets the tone for like, hey, I'm pretty new to shooting uh, telephoto, like real telephoto, anything beyond 200, I really haven't shot. This lens is the first kind of chance I've had with that over the last few months. I'm, you know, you put this short out and I think it sets the expectation like I'm not going to drop that review from an expert level standpoint. I won't have the command over that lens and shooting long that I do over like the comfort that I have shooting something like 24 to 105 and how I feel like I can speak to that with a little bit more authority. You know, in the grand scheme, not that much authority. I'm, I've only been shooting a couple of years, but that's kind of the idea with something like this, kind of a primer. This is another thing. I didn't really talk about this in the first episode, but what I'm going to try to do is maybe recommend like an additional podcast episode that you might like, or maybe, I don't know, some other reading. Transistor is the company that I've followed for a long, long time. It's a company, it's the product I'm using to distribute the podcast on audio format. 
but they're in the space that I've followed for a long time. They have their own show that I really like. They put together like an AI, um, AI tools section for automatic transcripts, uh, which is something I kind of do, something I want to keep top of mind for uh, freelance work. So this was an interesting article that I thought I would just pop up and share. And then also, Colin Samir, if you're listening to this show, you've probably heard of them or you've seen their videos. Ben of the week, never heard of this guy in my life before watching this. Uh, but this is a lot more around TikTok and short form and Gen Z. I, I don't know. I found this really interesting as someone who doesn't know all that much about those things. Really, really good hour and 22 minutes if you've got it. And they've got a nice 4K feed. Just what I like. All of their stuff is great. I encourage you, if you've never heard of Colin Samir or haven't checked out their channel, you're interested in creators and the murky depths, uh, definitely check that out big time. All right. Anything else I got? Yes. Upcoming episodes. Do a little teaser here. Upcoming episodes. Episode three. We've got this RF 28 millimeter thank you episode, I'm calling this. And we're going to cover AdSense affiliates and just strategy in general. I think that's that's something that I'm super excited to kind of dive into and I don't know, just be transparent about how that works on this channel and how other people do that potentially. Episode 4, 2800 subscribers replicating the success of popular videos. You know, I think we'll talk a lot about the 24 to 105 reviews, the 70 to 200 reviews <laughs> replicating the success potentially depending on how that hockey unboxing video that I mentioned did how that does in the next couple of days. Uh, I might talk about that in episode four as well, because, you know, that video was largely trying to copy the success of a previous video down to the thumbnail. So we'll see how that works out. Episode five for 2,900 subscribers. Whenever we hit that, that catch up episode, probably talk about freelance YouTube and podcasting, maybe an update, maybe a super meta update on how this show is doing by then. And, uh, episode six. You know, if we don't lose too too many subscribers with these episodes coming out, 3,000, uh, probably talking about photo editing, Lightroom, presets, masking, and Photoshop. Also, the thing that we were going to look at, I'll cut this if we already looked at this. I was going to look at this podcast, uh, at these podcast stats so far. So low viewership. I think we mentioned low click-through rate in the beginning. Yeah, really bad click-through rate uh, really, and really not getting shown to anybody anymore which is kind of exactly what I expected. And that's part of the experiment in posting this show to my existing channel. I think most people are going to be completely disinterested. I think some people will, will watch, will be interested. And I kind of wanted to launch to that select few, you, you if you're listening, before, you know, if this is not working out broadly as a, as a, piece, on this, a piece of content on this channel, I want to move it away. But you can see the retention graph. This is, when you look at the whole hour here, the whole 53 minutes, this looks bad. Compared to other videos, like, I don't know, this is all over the place for a podcast. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how this episode does. I feel like this was especially, and 22 cents is not going to pay for my monthly transistor cost. We'll see how long transistor lasts. Right now, um, th this channel is truly self-sponsored in that the AdSense that I get from the channel in general you know, this, this 40 bucks kind of made the decision that this is going to be put toward creating this show. And it's cost less than that per month for sure, but it, it's not free. If you want to use a platform like Transistor and obviously this, the, whatever's left, 
you know, theoretically goes toward um, like epidemic sound or whatever I'm using at the time for audio, things like that. I think that's all I got. Just a reminder, I typically read and respond to all the comments, at least any of the ones that are uh, legitimate. So go ahead and drop any below and we will check into the next milestone. See ya.